Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. The blessing of Ephraim and Manasseh. The blessing of Ephraim and Manasseh. So, who is Ephraim? Every Sabbath evening, Jewish families will sit down together and the father will proclaim the blessing of Ephraim and Manasseh. He will say, may the blessing of Ephraim and Manasseh be upon you. Every Sabbath, every single Sabbath. The origin of this blessing is from Jacob. The very last, one of the last things he did before Jacob died was to bless Ephraim and Manasseh who were his grandsons. So he gave them that blessing. And you know that Jacob is no more here. So who is the new Jacob? We are. Who are the new Ephraims and Manasses? We are too. So we sit into these words that these patriarchs of old brought. And we reflect it in our lives as the new people who have inherited every single word that is written in the Bible. Say amen. You need to reach out by faith. Otherwise, the Bible will become a dry book to you. You need to understand what the God was intending when he wrote the allegories of these people's lives for us. He wrote them so not so that we can read them as storybooks, but he wrote them so that we can put our lives in those lives, so we can put our feet in those feet, so we can, put, we can wear those clothes and we can be those people. But who was Ephraim and Manasseh? So let's go to the scripture. Uh, if you can turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 48, we're going to have to read 10 verses. Genesis 48, verse 10 to 20. So, um, you can go up to the screen and give us a scripture so we can read it together. Genesis 48, 10 to 20. So, uh, bring out your Bible. Bring out your Bible in your Bible app, <laughs> your, your notepad. I know you're used to the screen. It's good, but let's do our Bible now. have your Bible open? Okay. So now the eyes of Israel were dim with age so that he could not see. Then Joseph brought them near him and he kissed them and embraced them. And Israel said to Joseph, I had not thought to see your face, but in fact, God has also shown me your offspring. So Joseph brought them from beside his knees and they bowed down with his face to the earth. And Joseph took them both, Ephraim, his right hand, towards Israel's left hand, and Manasseh with his left hand towards Israel's right hand, and brought them near him. Then Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hands knowingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. And he blessed Joseph and said, God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God 
who has fed me all my life long to this day. The angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads. Let my name be named upon them, and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into the multitude in the midst of the earth. And when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. So he took hold of his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. Joseph said to his father, not so my father, but this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know my son, I know. He shall become a people and he shall be great, but truly his younger brother shall be greater than he. And his descendants shall become a multitude of nations. So he blessed them that day, saying, By you Israel will bless. Saying, may, the, may God make you as Ephraim and as Manasseh. And thus he, sought, thus he set Ephraim before Manasseh. Two things were going on here. So if you take a look at verse 9 to 11, he said, Please bring them to me and I will bless them now. It says, The eyes of Israel were dim with age. So he could not see. So then Joseph brought them near him and he kissed them and embraced them. And Israel said to them, I have not sought to see your face, but in fact, God has shown you to me and your offspring. And then he began to bless. The angel who redeemed me from evil, bless these children. Let my name be named upon them. And the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac. And let them grow in the multitude in the midst of the earth. So he blessed them saying, by you, Israel will begin to bless from this day, saying, may God bless you like Ephraim and Manasseh. And then he set Ephraim before Manasseh. Who were these guys called Ephraim and Manasseh? They were the sons of Joseph and Asenath. Asenath is the daughter of the priest of On. So, so this, more or less, Ephraim and Manasseh were actually grandsons to Potipharah, not Potiphar. You know, this in a town, you know how Yoruba people behave. Everybody is Shegon, Shegon, and Ade. So they are like, in this room now, there will be like 10 Shegons. You know what I mean? Yoruba people, they just repeat names. That's exactly how this was. So Potiphar is different from Potiphera. They are just like Yoruba people. Okay, now you guys are getting the fact that I'm just joking. Like every time I joke, people miss my jokes. It's unbelievable. Somebody said uh, that um, God should help my joking ministry because it doesn't work too well. <laughs> so, this is not Potiphar. This is Potiphera, the high priest of On. He had a daughter called Asinat. So, Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zeph. Zafnat Pania. So that was another name of Joseph. How many of you knew this name before? This is the name that, oh, some of you are Bible students. Really, really good. So call it out again. Zafnat Pania. Zafnat Pania. If it's your Yoruba person pronounces Pania now, how will they pronounce it? Pa. Pa. <laughs> You 
you have to read the Bible with these eyes. That's actually why the Bible is boring to some of you. Like, just see this P and tell him, what happens if I call this P a P? You know, like. <laughs> so Joseph, Joseph's name was Zafnat Pania. And he gave him a wife, Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. This is Genesis 41, 45. So Joseph went over all the land of Egypt. This was when Pharaoh appointed Joseph as the leader of Egypt. Along with the appointment came a wife called Asenath. So more or less, Ephraim and Manasseh are who? They are the grandchildren of the high priest of an idol worshiper. As that Potiphera, the priest of On, the Egyptian gods generally were actually a sexual temple. After they finished worshiping, they had sex. After it was actually, they offered food to idols. They were actually, and this was the place from where Joseph's wife came. But God did not say that because Ephraim and Manasseh were from this lineage, he was going to abandon them. You guys get it. So they were the grandsons of Potiphera. Just on the other side of Jacob. Just the same way that the grandsons of Jacob, they were also the grandsons of Potiphera, high priest. Their father is a herbalist. He's a juju worshiper. Do you guys understand what we're saying? So I want you guys to keep that in your mind because sometimes we... When God wants to work, we try to discriminate. Keep that in your mind. They lived and died in Egypt. They never went to the promised land. That's another thing for you to remember. So these were not promised land people. It was their children who went to the promised land. Because by the time they went to the promised land, Joseph was dead. These boys were also dead. It was their descendants that went to Egypt. So these boys were more or less Egyptian boys. I'm sure some of you will think that they will dress like Hebrew boys. They are most likely going to be dressing in Egyptian culture. Do you guys understand these boys that were blessed? That God took and engrafted into his work. And Joseph's, and to Joseph. Were born two sons before the years of famine came, from whom Asena, the daughter of Potiphera, priest of On, bore to him. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God has made me forget all my toil, all my toil, and all my father's house. And to the second, the name. Of the second, he called Ephraim, for God has caused me to be fruitful. So the meaning of the first name is, you know, like broken, like I've forgotten my brokenness. That's the meaning of Manasseh, forgotten brokenness. His name of the second son is what? Fruitfulness. You know, many times we like to dwell in our brokenness. And we name our situation just like Joseph did. Brokenness. This is my brokenness, Manasseh. 
But there was another child he had. At that point in time, he had already gotten into a measure of grace. And he called this new son, what? Fruitfulness. Because according to the freshness of what is in our mind, is why we declare what we declare. There was a lady who gave birth. As actually Jacob's wife gave birth to their lastborn. And he, she, as she was dying in childbirth, it was so painful that she died while giving birth to Benjamin. So she held his leg as she was passing away and she said, Benoni, Benoni, meaning son of sorrow, son of sorrow. Like Rachel's life was so painful. Every day in that woman's life was pain. The man she wanted to marry, her father took the man and gave to her elder sister. She didn't know God. So in some kind of way, she was dabbling with charms. When they left, she took charms. And that cursed her. She was mixing God with the worship of the high priest of Laban, her father. She had so much sorrow. Her first son, Joseph, was sold into slavery. But before, that was after she had died. But at the time she was giving birth to Benjamin, there was so much bitterness and sorrow that she said, Benoni, this is the son of my sorrow. You know what Benjamin, and no, you know what Jacob did? Jacob had already been touched by God. Jacob grabbed that boy and said, no, he will not be known as ben Benoni. He will be known as Benjamin, the son of my right hand. Sometimes we name things just based on the sorrow we have in the moment. Sometimes we declare our situations to be sorrowful just because of where we are. But God calls us to reach out by faith beyond where we are. These boys lived and died in Egypt, but they were engrafted. So, number three, they were engrafted both to the covenant. So verse 5 says, And now your two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt, are mine. As Reuben and Simeon, they shall be mine. You know, Reuben, Simeon was the firstborn of Jacob, but he slept with his father's wife. So your father said that you're not going to be firstborn anymore. So Judah... So uh, Reuben now started taking over the first bond. But when this blessing happened on Ephraim and Manasseh, what, what God did, what actually Jacob did, was to take Ephraim and Manasseh and make him his two senior sons. His grandsons, he made them his two senior sons. They, they became tribes in Israel. So when you name the 12 tribes in Israel, Ephraim and Manasseh are the tribes in Israel. But they were not really his children. They were his grandkids. He almost dis he disinherited his first son to give these people their space. So that is actually the kind of blessing that is called the blessing of Ephraim and Manasseh. The, the blessing of favor. When you are favored above what you deserve. When you are given beyond what you have worked for. When God himself steps into the scene to change the trajectory of your life and gives you something bigger, it's called the blessing of Ephraim and Manasseh. No wonder Jacob said, every day in Israel, you will be blessed and they will call it the blessing 
of Ephraim and Manasseh. Say amen. amen. What are these blessings? Let's name them one by one. This is a very simple, simple message. And what are these blessings? Number one. Psalm, 80, Psalm 98, Psalm 108 verse 8, sorry. Psalm 108 verse 8. Gilead is mine. Manasseh to Ephraim my helmet will produce my warriors. And Judah my scepter will produce my king. There was the grace in that Ephraim and Manasseh to produce something extraordinary from the blessing. But the number one blessing they had was to carry the name of Israel. They carried the name of Israel. That was your number one blessing. You will carry the name of Israel. I'm changing your Egyptian identity. I'm changing what you used to be known as. I'm changing what men called you. And now you will carry my name. Say amen. amen. So that's, the first, that's the first thing. Number two, the angel who redeemed me from all evil, bless the lords. I am calling my angel to go with you. There was an angel that always made me to do the will of God. There was an angel that stayed with me in the night when I saw angels ascending and descending. There was the presence of God that goes with me as a patriarch, as a father. That angel of God, that spirit of God that directs my life, that spirit that brings me into accuracy. May he go with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Some of you have not seen yourself as Ephraim. You said, I am Ephraim. <laughs> Say it again, I am Ephraim. Even Manasseh was blessed. So if you are least today, you will actually say I'm Manasseh. But I want you to claim Ephraim. Say, I am Ephraim. I am Ephraim. Oh, no, you guys are not saying it like you mean it. You have to believe it. Say, I am Ephraim. I am Ephraim, the beloved of the Lord. I am Ephraim, the child, the child born out of time. I am Ephraim. The circumstances of my life are not perfect, but I am Ephraim. There are aspects of my life that belong to the world, but I am Ephraim. I am Ephraim. I may seem as if I've dabbled in idol worship before, but today my name is changing. I am Ephraim. I carry angelic blessings. The blessings of the patriarchs go with me i am Ephraim. when we talk about money when we talk about blessing many people think about money but this blessing is bigger than money remember that at the time when jacob felt very blessed he was ready to what give away all his money amen the third blessing was that he was going to be a multitude. He was going to have global reach. But his father refused and said, I know my son. He shall also, Manasseh shall also become a people. He shall be great. But truly, his younger brother shall be greater than he. Ephraim shall be greater than Manasseh. And his descendants shall become a multitude of nations. His descendants shall become a multitude of nations. There will be a global reach. It's no wonder that the Israelites... Actually, at some point in time, Ephraim was the same name as Israel. Ephraim, Ephraimites controlled the global economy, even now. Ask who has all the money in Hollywood? Jews. Ask who owns Santon, South Africa? Jews. 
ask who owns the bears, the, the deep mines of, of gold and diamonds in South Africa, Jews. Ask who owns the San Francisco Rich People's Club, Jews. Ask who owns all the money, all the gold bars in Swiss Bank, Jews. Ask who was controlling the economy in Germany, Jews. Ask who drove Russia into excellence and economic performance, Jews. All over the world, these Ephraimites went, and the angel of the Lord did not just see them into a few places. Wherever they were scattered in the world, there was a grace that went with them. They were the people who carry the atmosphere of blessing. The people of God are a blessed people. We are not going to be blessed. We are already blessed. Say amen. amen. We're not going to be blessed. We're already blessed. We're already blessed. You're already blessed. It doesn't matter what anyone is doing to you right now. It doesn't matter what kind of boss you have. It doesn't matter what kind of circumstances surrounding you. Say, I am blessed. This blessing is more than money. I'm not saying you have money. I'm saying I am blessed. Say, I am blessed. You have global reach. That which God is giving to you will transverse nations. It will be bigger than this moment. It will be bigger than this hour. God is taking you above and beyond. The hand of God is breaking barriers ahead of you. The grace of God is releasing something into your life. If you believe this, say amen. amen. I am Ephraim, the blessed of the Lord. You are blessed by God. You go beyond this territory. You go beyond this atmosphere. You go beyond this nation. God did not just call you black. God did not just call you Nigerian. God called you a human being in the world. If you believe that, say amen. And you will take the wealth of nations. The Bible says foreigners will take care of your children. The blessing of God will go ahead of you. If you believe this, say amen. There's the release of the blessing of Ephraim and Manasseh today. God told me to bless everyone who sits in this congregation and everyone watching online I hear the word of God saying this is the time to release a blessing, to release a blessing, to pronounce a blessing upon your affairs upon your business, upon the work of your hands. Today I come in the name of the Lord to bring a blessing that you will be blessed in your going out and blessed in your coming in. That you will be blessed in the field and blessed in the city and you will be blessed when you sit and blessed when you go and your children will be blessed that your offspring will be blessed that the Lord will rise mightily in your life and the Lord will do awesome things before you because you are the seed of the righteous you are blessed in the name of Jesus Christ you are the seed of the righteous you are the seed of the righteous God is taking you from the high priest from the idol worship from the lineage of Habalis where you came from and God is engrafting you into the kingdom, into the lineage of the sons of God. God is taking you from everything that defined you in the past and God is bringing you to a new place, a new place called the place of the blessing. The blessing of God will surround you. God will wake around you and release grace and power and authority in your life. You will see the blessing of Ephraim and Manasseh. Every day you go out this blessing will go ahead of you. There will be the angel of the Lord thundering ahead of you there will be the proclamation of holy decrees you are blessed God is declaring a blessing that brings you global reach number four the blessing of the firstborn moreover I've given I've given to you rather than to your brothers one mountain slope 
that I took from the hand of, my, of the Amorites with my sword and my bow. Before Jacob came to Egypt, he had already taken one mountain of the Amorites. And guess who he reserved that for? Ephraim and Manasseh. Children who were not born when he was taking that mountain. There was inheritance he left for them. He had fought the war, acquired that mountain, and he kept it for who? Ephraim and Manasseh. Say Ephraim and Manasseh. I feel like this message is hitting you, but you're not allowing it in. <laughs> Release yourself in the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 So God replaced Reuben and Judah as firstborn. And he allocated because every firstborn is supposed to have double inheritance. So in sharing inheritance, if you have nine sons, the first one will have two portions. All the other ones have one one. If you have three sons, the first one will have double portion of everything. So you, if, you have, if you have four sons, you share your goods into four. And the first son will have what? The first two portions. Then the other two will take one one portion. The firstborn always has double portion. Guess what this guy did? He stripped his firstborn and gave it to his grandchildren. That's wild. And you know why he could do that? You remember, in the chapter before this chapter, he had just, in the chapter, a few chapters before, he had just come back from Laban. I started living in the land. And after that was when they went to Egypt. He had already fought with the angel at this time. The tie of his bone had already broken. He was already limping at this time, walking with his staff. Obviously, this was the time he was ready to die. He had gone through so many experiences, gone through so much. A lot has happened in his life. He had seen how Esau did not get the blessing. He did. So this was actually, he was wondering, is Manasseh supposed to be the one with the destiny? Or Ephraim? I've seen this scenario before. He could tell who had the blessing. He wasn't using age and seniority anymore. Who has the blessing? You know in your family, there's always that one person who has the blessing. It may not be the most senior. That's the person who everybody gathers. They wait for the person to speak. They wait for that person to speak. You carry a blessing. You carry a blessing. You carry a blessing. It doesn't matter what has happened to you. You carry a blessing. The blessing does not mean that you will not have adverse circumstances. It doesn't mean that you won't have problems. It doesn't mean that you won't have challenges. Look at the problems that Jacob had. He had so many problems. One time his sons rose up and killed all the males in the land. And he said, you've made me stink to these people. The next day God told him, rise up, leave these people and go to Bethel. As they were walking to Bethel, they were looking left, right and center to see whether a nation will rise up to kill them. He says God protected them until they arrived at Bethel. He had problems. <laughs> he even lived in a land full of famine. Do you understand? This man of God who God was so mightily blessed now lived in a place where there was no food to eat. It was so bad that they finished all their food and they had to send their children abroad to go and bring food back. Do you guys understand? <laughs> but he was still blessed. 
Do you guys understand that the fact that you are blessed doesn't mean that there will be no problems, but it's just that whatever happens, I <laughs> hit me. Whatever happens, you're good. In, in, in trouble, you're good. In brokenness, you're good. In that challenge, you're still good. In what is going wrong, you're still good. Why? Because you have the DNA of God. You have the nature that is called the blessed man. Ephraim, Ephraim, Ephraim. Not someone and say Ephraim, 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 the blessed one. Receive your blessing. Receive grace from the Father. Receive strength from God. In the name of Jesus Christ, you're already blessed. You're already blessed. There is a land allocated for you which you didn't work for. There's a place which your Father has prepared for you which you haven't labored for. There's a place that God has set for you which is not born out of work it's born out of something that God by his goodness by his mercy has created on the inside of you he called you Ephraim the blessing the blessed one of the Lord Ephraim Ephraim the blessed of the Lord you are blessed more than money can buy you are blessed more than silver can give you are blessed with what makes people rich. You are blessed with what the poor man has, that tranquility. You are blessed with what the rich man has. You are blessed wherever you are. You are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed. Ashandi masakalibra kutama to unlock the ancient seals and to break the two levered gates before you so they will not be shot to release the loins of kings and to bring the favor of God upon you that men will see you and turn and favor you because you carry the DNA of God because you carry the holy seed of God you are blessed you are blessed you are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed. Hasana malibra kuteima, yendaba shalibra dostaya. And in a short while, your blessing will begin to speak. In a short while, your blessing will begin to manifest. That which was poured in your spirit will begin to release itself in the world. That which God walked on the inside of you will begin to express itself. You are not born to be broken. You are not born to be hot. God did not create you to destroy you. God created you for you to stand in the nations of the earth. To declare His glory. To prophesy His power. To establish His covenant. To bring His will to pass. To establish His glory. In the name of Jesus Christ. The blessed of the Lord. The blessed of the Lord. The blessed of the Lord is who you are. You will increase in the left and in the right. You will multiply in a broken time. The hand of the Lord will be upon you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Something else Jacob did.
he passed the rights of the first to the second. This was a type of this was a type of Christ. Christ was the firstborn, and God removed the rights of the firstborn from him for the church. So the firstborn had to give his life for the secondborn. We are at the secondborn of God. You know, God is Jesus Christ, the firstborn of God. He took his life to give his life for the secondborn, which is you. Say amen. amen. That's what Jacob was declaring. That the first lays down their life for the second. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. Took his life. Sacrificed it. So that you who didn't have life can now grow in life. You who were nobody. You who were broken by the situations of the world. Will now begin to have life. Let's go back into this conversation about how these boys were sons of the harbourist. How does God take people who did not belong to him and make them his own? <laughs> Some of you, you're crazy, you know. I'm bold now. When I have the mic, I'm a little bold. <laughs> Some of you are crazy, you know. You are children of God when you are babies. Then you rose up and walked away. You're raised in godly homes, taught in the way of the Lord, went to Bible, went to Sunday school every day. But when you grow up, you grew, you grew horns. <laughs> and you went away, and you felt like it's my life. And God is watching. In heaven, when God whistles, he'll be whistling. You belong to me. You just never know it. I cannot tell you the number of people who are brought back home is the sweetest thing ever. A lady called me. She was driving between Kano and Abuja. She said, Pastor Mo, I knew you 20 years ago when you are my campus pastor. Now I'm broken and the devil has taken me over. I rise and fall on alcohol. Everything around my life is messed up. My friends have turned away. My husband has kicked me out. I have an autistic son. Everything that can possibly go wrong has gone wrong in my life. That moment, as she was talking, for her, to get the grace to pick up the phone and ring me. What do you think is happening? <laughs> I started dancing. Don't see some of you, you are supposed to bring people home when they're telling you what will bring them home. You are, you are busy like, ah, why are you telling me all these things now? Why are you telling me all these things? It's because it's time. It's time. It's time for them to return. That's why they're telling you all these things. And I said to her, do you know the scripture that came to me? The lost sheep has come back home. And God said to him, fear not, little flock. It's the Father's will to give you the kingdom. And I said to her, God has come for his own. God has come to take you back. 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 She started wailing on the phone. 
Is that a wailing on the phone? Say wailing, wailing. Do you think God will accept me again? I said, yes, he has already accepted you. I said, right now in your heart, you can feel the turning around. There's a turning around. It's been three years now. She's walking the path. No more drunkenness. No more brokenness. God has brought his own back. Say amen. Sometimes you've gone so far away. Sometimes you lost your way. This is for some people who have lost their way this morning. The Son of God has come to restore your way and to bring you back. To sing over you and to put you where you should be. He has come to do a work of surgery in your heart. That you will no more be that broken mess you used to be. Because God is the God of the second, the third, and the fourth generation. If you believe this, say amen. I'll give you two illustrations and I'll end. This is not supposed to be a long message. My wife's grandfather, Hadiza, I'm sorry. Our example as usual. My wife's grandfather was the first Equa president in Nigeria. The first local Equa president Nigerian because Equa was mainly run by white missionaries. So her father, the late Reverend Jean, her grandfather was the Equa uh, president. His daughters, Ruth and Lydia, went to marry two Muslim colonels in the army. So the, what does that mean then? If the reverend's daughters went to marry Muslims, it was a time of loss. Thankfully, these Muslims were gentlemen who drove their wives to church, took them to church. Oh, it's your religion. Practice your religion. But guess what God did? Who said Isa today? Yeah. God went for the grandchildren. All of them. God goes for generations. God is a long-term God. That's why God is interested in families. Our next conversation was telling Pastor, how can we enrich the family? How can we stop family quarrels? How can we help the family unit to be strong? That's our next conversation we're going to have in the church. God loves families. He went for the Hadiza, Halima, all of them, even Abu Bakr, Daedic believer, all four of them from that man are now Christians. What of the other sister? All the children are now believers. Can you believe how God goes past the high priest, past the harbalist who is their grandfather? God will go and take his own. Hallelujah. You see, when God started telling me to leave the world of business, active business, I still do some business. When God started telling me to put a priority between my business and the kingdom, I agonized a lot. Because I'm a good businessman, I feel like I can sell. Maggie, tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I feel like I can be convincing with ideas. I feel like I can put solutions together. I'm a real good deals man. 
So I used to light up boardrooms. I used to turn difficult situations around. I used to take complex deals and bring them home in millions. A lot. A lot. Every week I rejoice when I close a new deal. That's me, deals man. <laughs> so I organized a lot when God started telling me. In 2017, when God started to speak to me, I said, you have to put a line between whether you want to serve me or whether you want to continue in the world of business. I'll let you do business. So God and I now, we do business on a deal-by-deal basis. God, can I go and get a job? You tell me how long. Okay, you're going to be in this job for one year. If at the end of one year, I'm trying to pull it, you know what happens. He told me, you're no more for sale. You belong to me. And I agonize. You know the biggest area of agony? When they drive your children from school, it's not a problem. But when your wife begins to cry, it happened to me a few times. As I joined ministry, that's one of the problems. You know, ministry economy and school fees economy, they don't used to agree together. (laughs) So, I prayed to God and said, God, help me. I don't want to hurt my children in another generation. It's actually a really heartfelt message, even though it seemed very calm. But it's something I truly, truly, truly believe that God wants to do for people who follow him and who serve him in this house. I say, God, I don't want to hurt my children. I don't want them to grow up and hate you. So, Bobby's here. Bobby, Bobby and I. <laughs> Every school fees is a conversation. Bobby will go and rustle his friends. They will bring money. We will pay. Put your hands together for Bobby. He's <laughs> a man of God. So quiet. So significant. And that's how. And God told me to take my children to the fourth most expensive school in Nigeria. Hillcrest School. I agonized about it. Why can't they go to yeah. But I've seen two or three scenarios where God actually justified the reason for going there. This is a testimony as well. Last week, my daughter became president of the, of the student exco, my second daughter. She contested an election and won. She became the number one citizen in the school. <laughs> When her father is still owing school fees. <laughs> but am I blessed or not? Right. I just saw on Nahe's grade, her last quarter result, her GPA was 4.12 over 4. 4.12 over 4, like she blew it. She hadn't had a B in two years. Am I blessed or not? Right. And this August, she's, she was admitted into 11 U.S. universities, including Virginia Tech. 11. I am blessed. When God tells you you are blessed, it's more than money. It's more than money. There are other things that money cannot buy. There are other things you cannot control. There are other things behind that you cannot see that God goes and does for you. 
These are things that will break my heart as I sit before God and stand before his people if I don't feel a sense like these things are together. And because I serve God and bring his children home, God goes to sort out my home from behind. I stand here as a testimony of one who is blessed. Not by the value of my bank account, but by the value of the fact that I know how to bring sinners home. Now I'm a deals man, not for the kingdom of darkness, not for my pocket, but for the kingdom of God. I sit with people and their hearts turn back to God. I sit with businesses and the businesses turn around. You won't even believe the kind of things I'm doing. A friend of mine partnered and he was saying to me like, oh, my business is getting broken. My business is getting broken. I started speaking the word. I started praying. I was telling Bobby about this. I started praying over him, praying over him. The guy was looking for 1.1 million Canadian dollars. He was looking for 1 million Canadian dollars. He had only 150 and I put it as deposit that if he didn't pay by certain time, he will lose the money. When the day came, the time expired and they told him, well, the time is gone. He came and met me and said, it's all over. I said, what? You're losing 150000 It's not going to happen. Let's pray. I began to release blessing. My brother, you're blessed. God will cause favor to arise. God will cause grace to surround you. That which you're doing will come to life. I say, I see the rod board like the rod of Aaron. I see, I see the value of God's deposit on your inside. Come, I see God breaking the barriers that are ahead of you. I see God removing the things that are an obstacle before you. And today, he raised $1.2 million and he has bought the company. So last week, he called me on Zoom call to dedicate his new office. Guess what his new office is? You think it's the headquarters of the business? No. He set up a finance company. He wants to buy a new company. No, he wants to buy a second. We went through two years of agony to get the first. But now, the second will come how long? I am blessed. I carry Ephraim. Ephraim is just not a word in the Bible, therefore. It's the blessing that is released on the people who follow God. There is a patriarch, there's a patriarch on the inside that is calling you out, the blessed one. You can declare the blessings of Ephraim and Manasseh upon yourself. The blessing of fields you did not labor for. The blessing of vineyards you did not work for. The blessing of places that you did not toil to enter. That God took you by privilege, by his own privilege, and gave to you. Like Jacob conquered the heel of the Amorites. That's the blessing you have. You have the blessing of the heel of the Amorites in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's round this up. There were three types of blessings. Number one, shout it out, identity. Jacob said to Ephraim, you will carry my name. You will carry my name. You will not be known by the same name you used to be known anymore. You will be Ephraim Israel. You will not be Ephraim Joseph. You will be Ephraim Israel. I have changed your name. I don't care what people call you. Your name has been changed today in the name of Jesus Christ. You carry the DNA of God in the name of Jesus Christ. You carry the DNA of the new Israel in the name of Jesus Christ. Your identity 
is no more the son of the harbourless. Your identity is no more the one in your family who nobody loves. Your identity is no more the, the woman who they raped. Your identity is no more the man who is broke. Your identity is no more what men say you are. You carry the name of Israel. If you believe this, say amen. The second thing is redemption. It says the angel that has walked through my life with me will go with you. I release my angel to go with you. I release redemption. This angel who has kept me from evil. He will keep you from evil. If you believe this, say amen. This angel will go with you. And number three, he says expansion. You will take territory. Say amen. You will take people. You will take nations. You will take multitudes of people in every nation of the world. You will be a territory taker. You will not stop at where you are right now. There's more grounds for you. There's more space for you. There's more room for you. There's another place which God is bringing you into. There's another space which the Lord himself is calling you to enter into the blessing of Abraham and Manasseh is the blessing of identity is the blessing of redemption and is a blessing of territory expansion if you receive this say a bigger amen so lift up your hands and say I am blessed with the blessings of Abraham say I do not toil I receive the grace of God I receive the grace of God in every hardship. I know my identity. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed when I rise. I am blessed when I go out. I am blessed in the city. I am blessing the field. I am blessing my career. I am blessing my business. The stops are going off. The stops are going off. The limitations are falling apart. This morning I receive strength. I receive strength. I receive strength to claim that which God calls me. He calls me the blessed one. He calls me the fruitful land. He calls me fruitfulness. Fruitfulness is my name. I bear fruits. I bear fruits. I bear fruits in the name of Jesus Thanks Christ. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.